Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill. I'm the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Thursday, December 8th, 2022. This is edition number six of season seven as we continue working our way through the book of Joshua. This morning we come to Joshua chapter six. Let's pray together first and then we'll consider uh, this, um, this chapter together. Our Father in heaven, as we now come before your word, we come asking that you would guide and direct us and help us, that we would learn all that you would teach us here in this chapter. We pray that uh, you would help us to walk humbly with you as we consider your word, that you would forgive us for our sins, our transgressions, and that you might guide us even now for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, as we saw last time in the uh, in um, the Wednesday edition of the morning devotional, we considered Joshua chapter five. We consider how that set the stage or the uh, set the in motion the preparations that would lead then to the battle that would ensue here in Joshua chapter six. It is a, a battle that is given great detail, and that is not on uh, that is. Um, uh, that is not unusual in the biblical record for the initial battles to uh, to take uh, um, um, center stage, as it were, to take um, a, a lot of ink to dis- describe and, and, and discuss the matters that are related to it. Subsequent battles in the book of Joshua don't get as much attention. Uh, that doesn't mean they're unimportant. It's just that Josh- Joshua 6 is somewhat of a template by which the rest of the battles will occur. Joshua 5, of course, uh, through the circumcision of the new generation of the people of Israel, the Passover, uh, and then the meeting of the commander of the army of the Lord of hosts, taught God's people about their relationship, their unique relationship they had with Jehovah. It also showed them through the Passover that they are a redeemed people. And then the meeting with with what is a Christophany or a pre-incarnate Christ, the second person, Joshua himself, teaches the people that they must rely upon the God of heaven in whatever it is that they put their hands to. And so it's then natural, as it were, for Joshua's chicks to show up. They're going to have to depend and rely upon the God of heaven as they go into this battle here in this chapter. Really three sections of the chapter that we can see very neatly. We first note the Lord's instructions. And that's given to us in the first five verses. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. Okay, so they know this battle is imminent. It's, it's on their doorstep. They've seen it. They've heard about the people of Israel. Remember, can't forget about Rahab. She's in this city. We come back to her now in this chapter. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. Not that I might, not that I'm... I have. It's a settled fact in the mind of God. And he gives that instruction to, Jer- to Joshua uh, that he's given this city into his hand with its king and mighty men of valor. He should march around, march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Okay, so one time around, every day, for six days. Very odd instructions, of course, but be that as it may. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. So six times around and then seven more times around, 13 times around the city. 
The priest shall blow the trumpets, and when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down uh, flat. And so, here's the instructions given to Joshua. They're odd indeed, uh, but they're designed, of course, to show Joshua that he must depend on the God of heaven if he is to take this city. Imagine if Joshua had just decided, you know what, never mind all that, we're going to we're not going to march around the city once every six days for six days. That's silly. We're just going to go and take the city. Or maybe they did do the six days and once around every day and, and they go off and do whatever it is they were doing. And on the seventh day, they decide, yeah, never mind the seven times, we're just going to do two. Well, wonder what would have happened. No, instead, uh, they are to obey. Joshua is to obey the clear commands of, God, of the God of heaven. And so must we as Christians. We don't change God's directives. We don't change His plans. We don't change His commands. He is the God of heaven. We are but His creatures. And we do what we're told. There are times, of course, in the Christian life where it's not going to be, seem very expedient to be obedient. There might be even, in your mind anyway, a faster way of accomplishing things or you think maybe it's a better way. Whatever the case may be, that's all irrelevant really to the fact that the God of heaven, who is infinitely wise beyond comprehension, gives us instructions and we are to heed them. It is a contradiction, of course, as a Christian to say, yes, Lord, but imagine if Joshua had told the God of heaven, okay, but how about we bargain? Let's do the three days once a day and then three times around on the fourth day or something. Imagine what he might have heard. And so Joshua was given these instructions. We then see the execution of these instructions in verses 6 through 21. I'm not going to take the time to read through it. You can read for it yourself, but you know they follow the words of God. They do what they're told. And they go around, they do these things, and they are to devote the entire city to destruction. They're not to keep any of the items for themselves. They are to devote all of it to destruction. Now, this is important. I bring this up because we're going to, we're going to see at the very next battle at Ai... Uh, that they didn't obey what God told them to do. They were told to devote everything to destruction except for Rahab and his, her family. Verse 25, Rahab the prostitute in her father's house out and all who belonged to her, Joshua saved alive. And she has lived in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent out, uh, sent to spy out Jericho. And so they follow the commands, sort of, Something happens in the middle of this in which God is not obeyed. Joshua is unaware of these events. The people in general are unaware of these events, and we're going to see exactly who was responsible for that in the next chapter. But then we see at the end of the chapter the very aftermath of the battle, and we see that in verses 22 through 27. Rahab, of course, is rescued. God is faithful to his promises. He, his grace was bestowed to her, the prostitute, who stands in the line of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. But God had promised to her through his messengers that she would be spared. And, and she was. God is uh, indeed faithful. And so, um, verse 26, Joshua laid an oath on them at that time, saying, Cursed before, before the Lord be the man who rises up and rebuilds this city, Jericho. The cost of his firstborn shall he lay its foundation, and at the cost of his youngest son shall he set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his frame and his fame 
was in all the land. So Joshua, the servant of the Lord, is growing uh, in his walk with God. The, the, the Lord himself is, is showing his favor to him. In much the same way as we live our Christian experience, as we seek to hear the word of the Lord and execute his commands, we can reasonably trust that the Lord will bless us for it. It doesn't merit us anything, of course, but it does incur the blessing of God. Just like an earthly father is pleased when his children obey him, so is our Heavenly Father. And so Joshua earns, as it were, the favor of the people, but he, he proves his allegiance to the Lord of Heaven, who then blesses him as a result of it. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Friday edition, when we considered Joshua chapter 7 and the horrible events that happened in the battle of Ai, may the Lord help you today. May you heed him, hear his word, read his word, heed his instructions, obey his commands, and walk faithfully with your God. God bless.